daughters. What's up? Shoo. I don't know about you, but August and September have been crazy months. We have been on the road, hanging with the fam, weddings, vacation, a memorial. And I've also run into some technical difficulties with recording the podcast. But God is good, and it's a super blessing to be married to a tech-savvy husband. So here we are, episode three. I've got this super cool, cute little mic to talk into, and I cannot wait to share all of the sick things, as my son Nate would say, that the Holy Spirit is wanting to speak this month. Is this podcast stirring something in your soul? Is the Lord speaking to you through it? Then I want you to do three things. First, rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you are listening. I've been told this gets the podcast traction and then more women will hear it. Second, share it with a friend so they can glean something from the Holy Spirit. And then third, send me an email at peculiartreasures21 at gmail.com to let me know what God is doing in your life, what he spoke to you through the podcast. I would love to pray for you or encourage you. Last month, we talked about who we are, God's precious daughters. And now that we know that and understand it, it's time to start walking in victory. It's time to come out of the darkness into the Lord's glorious light, to do what we were made to do. That is live in freedom. What does that look like? And how do we do that? Let's dive into that. This month, we're talking about what it means to awaken. The Axis and the Culture Translator and Elisa Childers' book, Another Gospel. Let's go! Calling all women to victory! What's your favorite romantic comedy? Someone asked me this question the other day, and the first one that popped in my mind was 27 Dresses. But as I thought about this movie and all of the romantic comedies that I like, I realized that they're actually kind of depressing. I mean, think about it. There's a whole bunch of sadness, conflict, turmoil, drama, and then you get 10 minutes of a happy ending, maybe. Even 27 Dresses, most of the movie, Katherine Heigl's character is pining after some guy that doesn't realize she exists. She's questioning her self-worth and wondering if she'll ever get married. She's jealous of her sister and feeling sorry for herself. She finally meets a guy, but he bugs her. I mean, seriously, this movie is like walking around in the darkness. But at the end, there's this little glimmer of hope, a happy ending. So that's what draws us to them, right? We know there's going to be a happy ending. So is this moment everything you hoped for? No. It's more. It's much more. When I first thought of this illustration, the romantic comedy, my mind actually went in a completely different direction. I thought this related to the overall theme of this podcast, Awaken, but now I realize it's actually so much more than that. This is actually our lives. I mean, we walk around in a crazy drama that we call our daily lives with unmet expectations, disappointments, offenses, searching for a happy ending. 
And if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you know that your happy ending is coming, right? When you die and you go to be with the Lord. But what about the in-between? You know, the life part. Why do you want to walk around in darkness waiting for your 10-minute happy ending when you could walk in a happy existence every day? Daughter, friend, sister, hear this. It's time to awaken. You have to hear this. Darkness, the partial or total absence of light, wickedness or evil, a gloomy or depressed state or tone, a lack of knowledge or enlightenment. These are the definitions, but what does darkness look like? Like the romantic comedies, we have to talk about darkness. It exists. I mean, we live in a fallen world, so there's a lot of it. And if we want to expose the darkness, we have to identify it and understand it first so that we know what we're up against. We have to figure out what piece of armor of God we have to put on to go into battle against it. Because I want to identify something right now. We are not fighting a battle against flesh and blood. The enemy wants us to think so, and that's why we're at each other's throats right now over everything under the sun, <clears throat> masks, vaccines, politics, etc. But the true battle is not of this world. Ephesians 6, 12 talks about this. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So if we can't see what we're fighting, how do we know what it looks like, right? But this is what it looks like. It's the unknown. Fear are just scary things. It's anything we want to hide. Lies, sin, distractions. Fill in the blank. Darkness for me looks like. So here's what it looks like for me. A couple of weeks ago, my husband Dave had a kidney stone. Praise the Lord, I have never had one, but I've heard that they feel like childbirth, and I have been there, and all I have to say is, ouch. And I know all the moms out there can identify, but this was actually completely out of the blue for Dave. This has never happened before. And of course, I was out of town on a girls weekend when he texted me to let me know, but I've never heard him in so much pain. It was scary. And I instantly started to pray and ask the Lord for healing and for peace. And the Lord quickened in my soul and flooded my mind with peace. And I should have just surrendered the whole situation in that moment. Stop thinking about it and focus on other things. But instead, my mind kept going. Right, ladies? Just keep thinking and thinking all the things. The enemy was very quickly luring me back into the darkness. I kept thinking about his suffering. Then what could happen if it got worse? Then somehow, my mind got all the way to, what if he dies? He has life insurance, but what would Nate and I do? Whoa, 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 back up, slow down. Jeez, right? I stopped in my tracks and realized that the enemy had quickly grabbed my hand and pulled me down the bunny hole like I was following the white rabbit. And you know something about the bunny hole? It's really dark down there. Fear, the unknown, lies, darkness. I mean, you can't see, you're just fumbling around. I immediately realized how far I'd gone, and I ran, in my mind, quickly back into the light, back to God's word, his promises, his assurance that he is our healer. 
I told the enemy quite literally to shut up and get out. That he had no place in my mind and no authority in our lives. Have you done this before? Have you followed the white rabbit down the dark hole? Except you've gone so far that you aren't sure how to get back out. Then anxiety becomes your friend. Feelings of worthlessness, fear. If you let them, if you don't fight them, if you give in, then you'll fumble around in the dark every day. And then you feel like you're walking in darkness all the time because your circumstances just aren't getting better or you're constantly letting the darkness in and can't seem to break the cycle. Now stop for a minute. Ask yourself a couple of questions. Is there any darkness surrounding me right now? Have I been listening to the enemy's lies? Have I been walking around in the dark? The Holy Spirit is saying to you right now, daughter, it's time to awaken. God is calling you out of the darkness and into the light. Okay, Hannah, what does the light look like? And what the heck does that even mean? I say this a lot and it makes sense in my heart of hearts, but I ask the Holy Spirit, what does this look like for women listening to this podcast? What does it mean to them and for them? And very simply, the Holy Spirit says, it means that you don't have to walk in darkness anymore. The light is Jesus. The light is God's promises. And today you can put on the full armor of God that he has given to all of his daughters and fight the darkness with light. Ephesians 5, 8 through 9 says, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. One of my favorite quotes is from David and Jason Benham. And I want to spell their last name for you, B-E-N-H-A-M. You should look them up. If you haven't heard of these amazing men of God, I invite you to look up their story and check out the amazing things that they are doing for the kingdom. Okay, I said a lot of amazings there, but it's true. And seriously, God has done some super cool things in their lives. But the quote says, pray like it depends upon God and work like it depends upon you. No theological discussion here. I don't want to cause any confusion with this statement. I'm not saying that you have to work your way into heaven or that your works will save you. This is faith in action. Paul says in James 2 that faith without works is dead. So walking in the light is just like this quote. We pray and depend on the Lord because he is our strength, our portion, and our only hope. And then we choose to go to work. Ephesians 6, 10 and 11 says, Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Verse 13, Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground. I want to stop here just really quickly. Write this down, underline it, make a t-shirt out of it. It's time for us, women of God, to rise up and stand our ground. Rebuke the enemy and he will flee from you. When you feel the darkness creeping in, stop it dead in its tracks and say, No, I know what you're doing, enemy, but you have no authority here. I'm going to stand my ground. Okay, back to verse 13. Put on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. 
put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Mic drop. Stand up and cheer. (laughs) Victory is ours. Let's talk about what this looks like in our everyday, happy existence, victory-filled lives. It's time to get dressed and go out into the world and live a victorious life. So first thing you do is you put your pants on with the belt of truth. And I'm actually not a fan of belts. After a few hours of wearing them, I start to feel sick for some reason. They're a little too tight and cut off something. But what do belts do? They hold your pants up so they don't fall down. So when life starts dragging you down, work is stressful, your kids get sick, you feel like you just can't get out of bed and do another day because it's just hard, then here's what I want you to do. Grab a journal, start to write down all the things that you are thankful for, all the things that God has done for you in the past. If you have a roof over your head and food in your belly today, then you are blessed. Write that down. Start to focus on these truths. Yes, truth is the word of God, and we should certainly take that out and start to read it, but it's as simple as looking at truth, the truth that you are so incredibly blessed. God is still on the throne today. He has not forsaken you, and you can keep going. So hike up your pants, ladies, put on the truth, and walk in the light. So now that you've got your pants on, it's time to put on body armor. Do you think that the deodorant companies pulled their slogans from this verse in the Bible? Just a thought. I digress. Your body armor is God's righteousness. So put on your t-shirt that says, I'm enough because Jesus is enough. Or the other one that says, I am a daughter of the one true king. Throw on your t-shirt that reminds you of your identity in Christ. His righteousness, his blood covers you today. You didn't have to earn it. You just chose it and put it on. Then put on the shoes of peace that comes from the good news. The good news is that Jesus, once you said yes to him, is with you everywhere you go. You can walk in peace knowing that he's walking with you. Wherever you go, he goes. You are never alone. So now it's time for accessories. Hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows. I seriously can't help but think of Wonder Woman. And maybe she doesn't have a shield. I can't remember. I feel like she does at some point. But anyways, she holds it up and says to the devil, talk to the hand. Use your faith. Wield it back at the devil. When he says, but did God really say? You throw up your shield and you say, heck yeah, he did. Then you put on the helmet of salvation. You have the mind of Christ. It's a little long, but I want to read this whole verse to you. 1 Corinthians 2, 12 to 16. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach Him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. Did you get all of that? 
When we give our lives to Jesus, our minds are awakened to his spirit. And we can now understand the mysteries of this world. We see things through spiritual eyes and not the eyes of this world. The Holy Spirit, he's now the voice you hear in your mind. He opens your eyes to see things in a whole new way. And now it's time to arm yourself with a weapon. We've put on all the protection we need to walk in the darkness and not get sucked in. But we need to fight back to truly be set free. So this is where we use the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Jesus used it in the wilderness on the devil, and we have the same weapons. So read the Word of God every day. Internalize it. Memorize it. And open your mouth to speak it. The Word of God can combat any fear, any disease, any circumstance, and it can calm the most wild storm in your life. Swing God's promises around like the warrior that you are. But Hannah, what are the promises of God? I've had this asked of me so many times. And I've done a little research to give you some numbers because I love numbers. There are 8,810 promises made by God to us, his beloved daughters. That's a stinking lot. (laughs) I encourage everyone to pick up a promises book. I've actually found many of them in my Christian friends' bathrooms. (laughs) But what an amazing tool to have in your hands when the darkness is creeping in. Let me share with you the ones that God brings to my heart and my mind anytime that I am combating the darkness. Deuteronomy 31.8 Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will go personally ahead of you. He will be with you. He will never fail you nor abandon you. 2 Chronicles 20.17 but you will not even need to fight. Take up your position, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you. Zechariah 4, 6, not by might nor by power, but my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Romans 8, 31, if God is for us, who can ever be against us? Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes for them. The list goes on and on. We have over 8,000 promises to stand on. This is so exciting. I mean, wow. The darkness says that there is no reason to hope but God. So I want to encourage you, go to the word of God. Find your promises. Write them down. Write them on your heart. Write them on a piece of paper. Put them on a post-it note. Put them in your car. Anytime the enemy comes at you, you pull out your promises and you say, no, if God is for me, who could ever be against me? So five days, five days, guys, Dave was trying to pass the kidney stone. He went to the emergency room and they determined that it was six millimeters. And I don't know if you know how big that is in terms of kidney stones, but apparently that is the mother of kidney stones. They basically told us that it would be impossible for Dave to pass it on his own. So they schedule a procedure to zap the stone to make it smaller so he could pass it. Well, come to find out that would cost us anywhere from $3,000 to $6,000 for this procedure. So we prayed and decided not to do the procedure and instead trust the Lord that Dave would pass the stone on his own. That was a really hard decision because I'm watching my husband in pain and I'm just thinking maybe we should just pay the money. I just can't even take it watching him be in so much pain. The kidney stone appeared on a Saturday, and on the following Thursday, as Dave is lying in bed in severe pain, I'm getting ready for work. And the Holy Spirit speaks to me as I'm putting on my makeup. He says, daughter, 
Go lay your hands on your husband and pray in the spirit for his healing. (laughs) And I laughed a little bit, right? But the Holy Spirit insisted. I was like, are you sure, God? Is that you? And he said, yes, be obedient. Do what I'm telling you. I've put healing in your hands. Now stop being disobedient and go and do it. So I walked over to Dave and I tell him, you know, I say, Dave, the Lord told me that I need to put my hands on you and pray in the spirit. So I put my hands on Dave's stomach and I started to pray in the spirit. And I declared healing over Dave in my own words as instructed by the Lord. And then I went to work and I'm in my car driving to work and I'm telling the Lord that no matter what, I'm going to choose joy today. No matter what happens, I will not let the darkness overtake me. I will hope in the Lord, stand on his promises that he is the healer and choose joy. And literally, guys, I probably said this over and over today, over and over, like 10 times. I choose joy. I choose joy. But literally 20 minutes later, Dave calls me and he says, Hannah, you'll never believe it. I just passed the stone. And in that moment, I could literally hear all of heaven cheering. Tears started streaming down my face and I was filled with so much joy. I was hooting and hollering in my car. And I was like, oh, Jesus, you're so good. You're so amazing. And I'm like throwing my fist up. You know, I'm pumping my fist. People think I'm probably crazy as they're driving by me. I'm driving down the road, just crying and shouting. And I'm so excited because God is just like, Hannah, they said it was impossible. But God, and it was just like he kept reminding me that I'm his precious daughter and he cares about me. He cares about my husband. And he says, Hannah, why did you even doubt me? I am the God of impossible. He is the light. So that's the pray like it depends on God part, right? I prayed and I said, okay, God, I, I worship you. I praise you. I trust you. And then we have to partner with him. And then we need to partner with some practical things that God is asking us to do. In that moment, he asked me to go lay my hands on Dave and pray for him. That was a really practical thing. You know, I just used my hands and my words, but my words were his words, and he was using them as healing over Dave's body. Really quickly, there are some things the Holy Spirit revealed to me in that moment. And you've probably heard some of them before, and that's okay. This is a good reminder for you, or maybe you haven't thought about this before, but I just want to give you three practical things that you can do to walk in the light and cast out the darkness. The first thing is experience the presence of God. Hear his voice. Walk with him daily. This means time. This means priority. You have to make him a priority. Carve out time to read the word. Memorize promises. Take time just to sit in the quiet and ask him to speak to you. I'm telling you, you will be more blessed in that time than any errands you have to run in the day or any laundry that you need to do. Take time to sit in his presence and just listen for his voice. The second thing is celebrate the victories. Change your perspective. I said this before and I will say it again. Celebrate everything. Choose joy today. No matter what the circumstances are, you can choose today to change your perspective. And the third thing, last thing, get rid of emotional responses. Stand on truth. Do not let your emotions rule you. As a woman, I 100% struggle with my emotions all the time. But instead, I fill my mind with scripture, faith, and truth. You do have control over your emotions. Stand your ground. 
Stand on what you know to be true and not what you feel or what you see. So the final thing I want to talk about is salvation. It's the ultimate awakening. I want to be clear about something. All of the things I've talked about are not possible if you have not put your faith and trust in Jesus. If you have not surrendered your life to him and made him the Lord and Savior of your life, then none of this will ever make sense to you. This is how you can be sure that the promises of God apply to your life. You have to awaken to Jesus. Here's what awaken means. Cause to stop sleeping, wake up, give someone a shout, stir, or bring out. Awaken. This word, this concept, this truth, it stirs something deep within my soul. It awakens my heart to all that God is revealing to us in this crazy time that we live in. Every morning when I wake up to spend time with the Lord, I pray that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened, that God would give me eyes to see through his lens. And I pray, speak, God. I'm your servant, ready to listen, just like Eli instructed Samuel in 1 Samuel 3.9. This deep desire, it rises up within me to be awakened to all that God is calling me to do. Do you feel it? It's stirring in the earth. I can feel it in my very bones. And my deepest prayer for this podcast today is that you would hear God's voice calling you out of the darkness. He's saying, awaken, daughter. Get on your feet. You were meant for more. I want to take you higher. Romans 10.9 tells us this. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is confessing with your mouth that you are saved. God is calling you to this amazing life, but it's your choice. It's the best decision you will ever make, but you have to say, I can't do it on my own. My own goodness will never make me right. Being a good person isn't enough. I mean, how many points does it take? It takes a one-time sacrifice of God's only son to stamp forgiven into your life. And the Holy Spirit, he's a gentleman. He'll never force you. And the Lord has given us free will. I encourage you to choose life and victory today. And the only way to do that is through knowing Jesus personally and walking with him daily. I made the decision when I was five years old and I've never looked back. God has walked with me every day of my life. He's constantly speaking to me, and he is truly the only hope that we have. The first step of choosing Jesus and making him the Lord of your life is really just scratching the surface. But this is how you will know and feel without a shadow of a doubt that you are God's daughter and his promises apply to your life. You'll never doubt it again. Because Jesus, he comes into your life and he changes you from the inside out. It's as simple as starting with a prayer and a willing heart. And the prayer goes like this. Jesus, I know that I cannot make it through this life without you. I know that I have sinned and fallen short, but I want you in my life. I want to give you everything I have and ask you to come into my heart and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Please forgive my sins. I believe you died on the cross to pay for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. Please come in and clean out all the junk and take it over. I'm all yours. Even if you don't fully understand, please consider taking this first step. Surrender everything you've got to him and put your faith and trust in him to save you. 
then reach out to me at peculiartreasures21 at gmail.com and I'll send you more resources to help you walk out the decision that you just made for Jesus. Please, please, please don't let this opportunity pass you by. And if you've already given your life to Jesus, then keep digging deeper. As Lisa Bevere says, he wildly pursues us. It's time for a wild pursuit of God. So let's do this. Let's run out of the darkness into God's marvelous light, chasing after the things of God and choose joy today. It's so much simpler than we could ever imagine. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Tell me something good. Love it! This month's Tell Me Something Good is Axis and the Culture Translator. AXIS, spelled A-X-I-S, is this incredible ministry to parents. This is directly from their website. This is who they say they are. AXIS is your partner and guide to deepening your relationship with your kid by having an ongoing conversation aimed at leading them into a lifelong faith in Jesus. They provide incredible tools like videos that teach you how to have tough conversations with your kids and answer your kids' questions, the tough questions, They have a library of culturally relevant guides, video and audio, conversation kits, and parent guides. Seriously, get a monthly membership or check out all of their free resources. One of my favorite video series is how to talk to your kids about sex. I mean, that's a rough conversation, right? But it doesn't have to be. And they give you all kinds of insight into how to effectively and biblically teach your children. Another highlight of Axis is the Culture Translator. It's their weekly newsletter that they send out via email, but they also have it verbally via podcast, which of course is how I listen to it every week. My son Nate is 11. He's not quite a teenager yet, thank Jesus, but he is a Gen Zer. And I'm sure like me, you want to stay on top of all the things that are happening in the culture. The Culture Translator is a glimpse into what's influencing teens right now and why it matters insightful perspective on the relevant topics in your teen's world. It's a weekly nudge to conversations about the underlying issues. They have trends, themes, video, slang, memes, you name it, what's happening in the world right now, they've got it. And the Culture Translator is completely free. So every Friday, I listen to the Culture Translator to stay on top of what's happening in the world for Gen Z. So if you're a parent, check out the link in the show notes to find out more about this resource available through the ministry Access and how you can connect every week with the Culture Translator to be in the know. This, I mean like this is the dream. Something mind-blowing, life-changing, this-means-everything kind of stuff. One of the first podcasts that I stumbled upon when diving into the podcast scene was John Cooper's. John is the lead singer of the Christian rock band Skillet. I've been a follower and a fan of Skillet since high school. Let's not talk about how long ago that's been now. But I love John Cooper. His heart for the Lord and his passion for truth are really inspirational. The first podcast I listened to from Cooper Stuff was John interviewing Elisa Childers. Some of you might remember the Christian band called Zoe Girl from the 90s. Elisa was actually part of the band. And John was talking with her and interviewing her about her book, Another Gospel, A Lifelong Christian Seeks Truth in Response to Progressive Christianity. 
After listening to the interview with Elisa, I, of course, had to get the book and read it. And I went to my favorite source, the library, and placed it on a hold. It took a couple weeks, but when I got it, I could not put it down. I read the first seven chapters in a few hours. And after chapter seven, I realized that I needed to purchase the book so that I could underline things, go back and reference, soak in and put them in my arsenal. So as we talk about awakening this month, this book is the perfect example of awakening to the truth with a capital T. Elisa does an amazing job of providing credible resources and references about historical Christianity. She builds a solid and firm foundation of understanding of the Bible, Jesus, and what it means to be a Christian. She gives incredible examples and analogies to make sense of apologetics and complicated logic. She defuncts misconceptions and provides a solid, concrete, unwavering foundation of Christianity to stand on. But here's what I love the most. So many Christians know what they believe. You know, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. The Bible is absolute truth. But they don't know why. Why do we believe in heaven and hell? Why do we believe the Bible is the inherent word of God? Where's the proof to back up our claims? Are we ready to provide an answer like it says in 1 Peter 3, 15 to 16? Here's what it says. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Now is the time for Christians to rise up, stand firm, and be ready. Jesus is coming back so soon, and we want to tell everyone we know about his saving grace. To do that, we have to truly know and understand what the gospel is and why we believe it. If questions or doubts have risen in your heart and mind about the truth of God's word, the validity of Jesus' sacrifice, or the very basic essentials one must believe in order to be saved— then you need to dive into the pages of this book and get answers. And as Elisa says, there are answers. There's way more than the basics to discover in this book. If you want to deepen your faith and plant your roots along the riverbank, then get reading. When I was in college, I took a religion and cultures class. The first class, the teacher asked us to write out a statement of faith, what we believe. We didn't even turn the assignment in. We just put it in an envelope, and at the end of the semester, she asked us to take it back out and look at it. Did we still hold the beliefs that we proclaimed when the class first started, or did the class change things? I mean, I thought we were going to learn about all kinds of other religions and cultures, as the name of the class would indicate, but really, the teacher just used the whole semester to try to disprove Christianity. None of what was presented to me swayed me. My faith was solid, but you know, as I look back, I really wish I would have had all the wisdom and evidence that Elisa provides in her book to explain more clearly why I believed what I did. We live in a world full of false teachers and teachings, just like Jude talks about in the Bible. These falsehoods are not new, but the spread of the lies has increased even more rampantly with technology and electronic connection. I mean, the internet, social media, We're just spreading lies all the time, but we have to know the truth, understand the truth and hold on to the truth. And that's what Elisa does. She exposes the twisted narrative and rhetoric floating around in the world and even in the church and brings the darkness into the light. 
I would strongly, strongly encourage you to get this book and read it. I mean this, right? This, this amazing book. Check out the link in the show notes to Elisa Childers' book and get your copy today. Or take it for a test drive and get it for free from your local library. But I'm telling you, you'll probably want to buy it and underline it just like I did. My prayer this month and always is that the Holy Spirit would speak loudly and clearly through these words directly to your heart and that you would check out and utilize the incredible resources available. Share this with a friend that needs encouragement to step into the light. And then join me next month for Take One for the Team. It's some awesome Holy Spirit insight into relationships, particularly marriages, but the episode is for all women. And if you have an awesome resource that you want to share, reach out to me at peculiartreasures21 at gmail.com and let me know. My reading list is getting a little long, but I want to soak up all of the knowledge that the Lord has given others so I can continue to deepen my faith and draw closer to Jesus too. And I hope you'll do the same. May the amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you.